A reminder, we have a great contest giveaway that's going to be coming up a little bit later on this hour. Right now, though, we are talking about ghost gear. And that is any fishing equipment or fishing-related litter that has been abandoned, it's been lost or otherwise thrown away and found in the oceans. And it can be extremely harmful. Joining me to talk more about this is Art Dembski, Detachment Commander with Fisheries and Oceans Canada. Art, thank you so much for taking some time today. Oh, good afternoon, and uh, you're welcome. We're talking about this, I know, because DFO did a, a bit of a sweep, and they collected a lot of this ghost gear in late January, over a four-day period in January. And can you tell us a little bit about what types of things were found? Okay, uh, we do this kind of operation at least a couple times a year. In this case, uh, it was in the area of Boundary Bay, uh, we do uh, what we call dragging operations. So we actually drag hooks to try and find illegal gear and or uh, ghost gear, which is lost or abandoned gear on, on the ocean floor in the Boundary Bay area. Uh, we utilize uh, three of our own rigid hull inflatable boats, but also the Coast Guard hovercraft, which makes for a great platform. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a joint operation between our, us and them. We, over the four-day period, uh, roughly that January, uh, 23rd to 26th, we um, managed to drag up about uh, 251 traps and uh, associated ground line gear. So these traps are actually attached to what's called a ground line, which is, a, in essence, a line that is weighted and sits on the ocean floor of many, kilom- many kilometers of ground line. So, But the 251 traps, we usually get about we do one of these four or five days sweeps so between 250, 300 traps. Uh, and so we release everything we get in them. In this case, we had several hundred live crab. Uh, uh, a lot of them are females bearing eggs, so a very bad time here for them to go into a trap and get caught and die. And again, the ghost gear itself and any illegal gear that's out there, and honestly, a lot of it is illegal gear. It was said illegally. But the illegal gear, when it's becomes lost and abandoned, and that's quite common, uh, becomes ghost gear. And in essence, what happens is uh, the gear is usually not attended. The bait goes into it once. The escape mechanisms are zap-strapped shut or tied off so nothing can get out so that they only have to bait the one time uh, anything goes in becomes bait itself if it's left in there long enough. And that's another side effect of ghost gear and illegal uh, fishing gear is Anything goes in, can't get out in this type of gear, and uh, and dies. Hmm. And and so when you talk about the illegal gear, the the ones you just mentioned there that were zap strapped yep. shut and left out, is it people just abandoning them, or are they are they getting swept up in, in in stormy weather? Why would somebody go to all that trouble and then just abandon the gear? No, it's an illegal activity. Starts out as an illegal activity, illegal fishing uh, gear that's unmarked as well, so it's uh, legally by. Our regulations, any fishing gear like this, in case crab fishing gear needs to be marked by buoys that indicate who's fishing the gear and how much gear is out there, but none of this is marked in any way, shape, or form. It's set out there, basically, uh, um, by people who want to carry out this illegal activity and profit from them by selling their catch, in this case, crab. Uh, by not baiting and leaving it out there, they can just go out whenever they want, and, and they know where that the gear is because they mark it on a GPS or something and they can drag for it themselves and pull it up. So again, it starts out many times as illegal gear 
and they may leave it out too long. It becomes stuck in the mud. It sinks. Uh, bad weather rolls in. The traps get uh, partially buried, and now they're too heavy to bring in, so they just abandon them. Sometimes they can't find them again because they're not marked with the buoys like they're supposed to be, and so, again, they abandon them. So this all ends up being ghost gear, and it's and not an anomaly just for Boundary Bay. It's all over the coast, all over the world, uh, this type of activity that leads to locked and abandoned gear, and a.k.a. ghost gear. Hmm. And, and like you said as well, and in this particular sweep, uh, about 1,400 crabs were released from these various traps. And um, But, I mean, that must be a fraction, I would think, or the number of crabs and other animals that die because they're stuck in these things. Oh, exactly. So, again, because they are, uh, the escape mechanisms are wired or zap strapped shut, nothing can get out. So it's not just crab that goes in. It's uh, all manner of fish that can find their way in there. Uh, and both crab and fish and other kinds of invertebrates and that sort of thing go in, and they become food for other crab. Uh, very horrible death for them, and yes, we cannot uh, account for the numbers, which is an important part of any fisheries management plan, is knowing how much of a certain kind of fish, or in this case maybe crab, that is being harvested uh, in order to figure out uh, how much of a commercial fishery uh, to have or how much... Uh, fish or, in this case, crab, we can get to First Nations or how much to allow for a sport fishery. In this case, it impacts all those groups because we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's being killed. We don't know what's being taken out. It's very serious. And with the other ones that were actually tagged, and it was a smaller percentage, I think it was uh, 32% of of the traps that were actually tagged with commercial or, or fishing tags, would those be, uh, again, they were, they were swept or moved, or, or why would somebody that's actually legally setting the traps just abandon them? Okay, once again, all this gear is illegal. Okay. And yeah, some of the traps are tagged, but what happens there is uh, quite often the traps are stolen from uh, a legal fishery, whether it's a First Nation fishery or a commercial fishery or even a, a recreational fishery, although the vast majority of these are commercial-style traps, really big ones used in the commercial fishing industry and First Nations fishing. So, yeah, they will have tags, but that doesn't mean they belong to the, the trap or the people who initially received the tag for that mm. trap. Again, theft is a big thing. Uh, and using stolen gear like this is a big thing. So it sounds like it would be very difficult to find the people behind this or to hold anybody accountable. It's, uh, it's extremely difficult. We have to have what's called continuity uh, on, on everything uh, for us to get enough evidence to prove charges. Uh, we do collect as much information as we can. Uh, the, the, it's actually the activity of the setting the gear illegally usually happens in the dead of night when uh, we're not around, although we do try to do patrols at night, but uh, that's the best way for them to do this set gear. So we ask the public to actually notify us if they hear or see anything strange, uh, like maybe hear uh, the sound of winches operating at, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning uh, on a long weekend or something like that. That's very odd, uh, and, and, and especially at a time when there's no ongoing commercial fishery or or any other type of fishery, which is right now, Boundary Bay, uh, there should be nothing else in there right now. And is the problem getting worse, do you think? Uh, like you said, the, these kind of sweeps and, and operations have been going on for quite some time, but are you finding more of this ghost gear, this abandoned fishing gear? Um, well, we find it all the time when we look for it. Whether it's getting worse or not, we can't say because we can't 
see what's on the ocean floor. We have side scans, sonar, the kind that tells us, you know, when we're looking for it, you know, there is something down there. But the big picture, absolutely not. I suspect that uh, it's a very bad uh, situation, and not only Boundary Bay, but elsewhere. We did have someone do a study a few years back, and they said Boundary A had the most uh, ghost gear and or illegal gear per square meter than any other place in North America and probably the world. So, I mean, you can imagine a lot, a lot of gear and a lot of lost gear you know, on the ocean floor. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for shining some light on this and bringing us this update. We'll leave it there for today, but Art Dembski, thank you for your time. Uh, my, my pleasure, Jill.